Hey everyone, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for our Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S and Kuro Usagi. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Anime Jam Sessions episode number 30. I am DJ Ranma S. And I am your hostess, Kuro Usagi. Can you believe we actually made up to 30 episodes without killing each other? Yeah, I mean, I was going to get ready to strangle you like in the last episode, but I guess I'm going to let that slide today. Yeah, because if you tried to strangle me, I'll put you back in the cage and take you back to the old man around the corner and trade you in for a mogwai. Uh, oh, what? A mogwai. What's a mogwai? Never seen Gremlins? Oh my god, no. I remember that movie. <gasps> That's so cruel. Gizmo was a mogwai. Oh, well, I prefer um like little animals like... uh. That an animal, like pygmy, uh, uh, hedgehogs, yay. As in Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, like in Sonic the Hedgehog. I'll definitely keep that in mind. Yeah, but you can't trade me for anyone else. I could trade you for whatever I want. People will hate you. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, that's so mean. The show is just not the same. Well, we can always hold auditions. Have. For the next Kuro Usagi. Yeah, right. Kuro Usagi can never be replaced. Famous last words. Wow, that's so mean. Anyways. But I like having fun with you. I'm not being mean. Just being mean. You're being my big brother. That's okay. I understand. Maybe. So, yes, it's been a very long... I want to say it's a hiatus. Hiatus, but... but... I call it con detoxing. Yes, definite con detoxing, and I am in the middle of detoxing still. Oh yes, you had Anime Next and Otakon. I had Anime Next, Otakon, and Kineticon. Yeah, and you know, Kuro just cannot stop getting sick. Mm. I'll tell you one thing for sure, at Kineticon, I did find a rare gem. What's that? An Ukiyo Koenji pin. Elaborate? Ukio Koenji, uh, Ukio from Ranma One Half. She has she walks around with a giant spatula. Oh yeah, okay. I saw somebody with one. I'm like, where did you get that? She pointed over there, and I just made a beeline right for it. That's pretty cool. Oh yes, definitely. But on today's episode of Anime Jam Session, we're doing something a little bit different, yet same at the same time. Ooh. Yes. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I thought you knew. Uh, let's pretend that I don't. Okay. Well, back at Anime Next, we were we had the honor and the privilege to sit down with Kyle Hebert, a well-known voice actor. He does the voice of Kamina and Tengen Tapa, Gurren Lagan. He's also the narrator for Dragon Ball Z and also does the voice of Gohan. And he's also the most recently known character as Ryu in the Street Fighter IV video game. Yes, and he actually won an award, SBJ award for Best Male Voice Actor, beating Yay! out... A, Believe it or not, he beat out Samuel L. Jackson. <gasps> that is an accomplishment. Most definitely. Yo, Kyle, congratulations. We're all proud of you. Plus, he also has his own podcast called The Big Ball Broadcast. It's sort of like what we do, but more geek-oriented with tech, science, and all that good stuff. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to that again. Yeah, it's and he's f- also on StickCam, don't forget. Yeah, you can find him at stickcam.com slash Hebear. Or you can check him out on Twitter, twitter.com slash KyleHebert. For his podcast, it would be thebigballbroadcast.com. And I believe it's Friday nights at 9 since I'm going to be um, working a little bit early tomorrow. Looks like I might just be home to catch it and check it out live. 
school. That's what I'm going to do next. Yeah? Yeah. Awesome. So, we're done with the talking. We're going to go ahead and get right into the interview. All right. I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, you know they always will. They love their voice actors and actresses. And so do I. I know you do. Have you ever heard of the Orange Age? Come on, ladies! Don't tell your mama or she'll think you're insane. You're pathetic! All the pretty girls like to listen and pretend. Move it, move it, move it! Our music in the highway that has no end. Hi, science. You are born to give me no time. Me, I suck a cool. 
DJ Ranma S. And I'm Kuro Usagi. Welcome to another episode of Enemy Jam Session. Yeah, definitely. And today we have a special episode for you. We have a special guest in the, in the Anime Next Studios with us. Famous voice actor. He's done tons of video games and some great anime projects and some you have seen on TV. Uh, I'm not going to mention because I think you guys should know Naruto, by now. Naruto, 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 Naruto. Dragon Ball Z. Naruto. That's all I remember. Off the top of my Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, it's a long list. I don't remember. Very everything. long but list. But I'm just a Kiba fan. Oh well. Works for me. So, everyone's listening to the podcast. Please, um, int- please welcome Mr. Kyle Hebert to the show. Hey. hey. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, not a problem. Not a problem. All right. So let's start. Let's start away. Because I asked you first. Okay, Kyle. Yes. I know you've been enjoying Anime Next recently, and yes. how has it been for you? It's been really, really cool. Uh, it's my first time out here. I've heard nothing but wonderful things through the years about Anime Next, and I'm happy to confirm that they're all true. This is a really, really good con. I've had a wonderful time, and this is actually my first time having a birthday at a con. <laughs> I'm turning the big 4-0 today. Oh, Woohoo! Thank you. you. Thank you. Good times. Now, since you've been here at Anime Next, did you drink the water? I I heeded your warnings on Twitter and <laughs> Facebook, and uh, I'm happy to report that I did not drink the water. Unless it were was bottled, you know, that's a little separate, I think. Yeah, the bottled water's okay. Yeah. yeah. What? What? <laughs> I didn't drink any water, but now you guys are kind of, like, freaking me out now. Ooh. Well, it is Central Jersey, after all. Oh. I'm going to get so much heat for that. <laughs> they always tell you to not drink the water in Mexico, but it's the first time I've ever heard it about Joyzy, <laughs> or anywhere else for that matter. Pretty much, pretty much. Um, so, Kyle, how did you get into voice acting, pretty much? Uh, luck. You know, this is, this is something that you might find when you, when you interview other voice actors, they're going to tell you that, oh, I didn't start off wanting to do voice acting, I just want to be an actor, I want to be on stage, I want to be in front of the camera. Uh, all that stuff. Voice acting for me is something I specifically wanted since I was little. Since I was like seven, eight years old, watching Bugs Bunny and all the Looney Tunes, and and my dad telling me that you know one guy voiced all those characters, and it's like that's what I want to do. So I very specifically wanted to do that. I wanted to do that and be a DJ. 
So I ended up getting a degree in radio, and uh, that led to a nice, you know, 13-year career in radio. And then uh, halfway through that, uh, lucked out while I was in Texas at the time. I grew up in Dallas and was there pretty much my entire life until four years ago when I moved to L.A., but... Turning the clocks back to 2000, some, some station co-workers had uh, gone into Funimation to, to, to like, take a tour, and they came back and said there were some auditions coming up, and they knew how bad I wanted to get in. So they said, here, call this number and see if you can get in. It's like, so I lucked out. You know, I went in, tried out for Teen Gohan and some other bit parts, and uh, I got a call from Chris Sabat, the director and uh, very established voice actor that all the fans know. Uh, he called and said, you know, you go, congratulations, we want to use you. And it's like, yeah! So I started out doing bit parts in uh, the, f- the summer, late summer, early fall of 2000. And after that trial by fire of doing lip sync, they said, all right, all right, we love your team go on, your team go on. Like, yay! And then the narrator, the last guy quit, and they said, we know you got a wide range of voices, so you're the narrator now. Like, yay! <laughs> and then... You know, it, it just kind of started from there. DBZ was a show that I was a fan of from the mid-90s, uh, watching the old Canadian dub. And uh, strangely and ironically enough, just going around the house imitating, you know, next time on Dragon Ball Z. And then they're like, wow, I got that gig. So I was really, really fortunate. And that's the show that, that launched my career. And I've been happy to say that I'm been very very fortunate to be a part of a lot of a lot of cool stuff like Naruto and Bleach and Full Metal Alchemist and uh, I guess technically my biggest credit now is on uh, video games on Street Fighter 4 is Ryu Hadouken Hadouken you must defeat Shen Long to stand a chance I know I know yeah more irony here mm. I, I, I suck at video games but I love playing them especially if I can play them as my own character that I voice <laughs> so yeah yeah, it's lots of fun. Ryu doesn't very talk very much, but you know, video games are, are more mainstream than anime. So there's people that may not know anime, but they know, oh, Street Fighter, I know Street Fighter. It's like, oh, sweet. So, um, yeah, I'm just forging ahead and you know, pinching myself, going, like, do I really get to do this? Now, I'm not at the point where I'm like basking and bathing in money. You know, I'm struggling like everyone else. You know, I got bills to pay. When I go home from this convention, you know, I'm broke and waiting for paychecks to show up. It's like, how am I going to live day to day? But um, getting to do something that I've been passionate about since I was little, that is that is, that is is key. And that's what I drive home to everyone. It's like, whatever makes you happy, even if it doesn't make you rich, as long as you're happy in life, then it's worth doing. Kind of sounds like what I do. I mean, job's okay, but... What I'm doing, I enjoy doing what I love. So good, okay. good. Now, yeah, follow your passion, you know. Definitely. Now, before you went into voice acting, you said you did DJ work. Mm-hmm. Any stations or anything we would know? Uh, well, this was all through ABC Radio Networks at the time, which was satellite syndicated formats. So I worked on different formats, but the biggest format that I did there, and I did it for nine years, was Radio Disney, which is still alive and well. So I was a DJ, character voice, writer, producer. So I had this virtual playground where I got to just have fun and be zany and, you know, pretty much be an audio cartoon, you know, for kids and, and make an impression on them. And nowadays, you know, with, with the social media like Facebook and Twitter and then coming to these conventions, I'm seeing a lot of the attendees and they go, I used to listen to you on Radio Disney. It's like, wow, trippy. 
so everyone remembers. Now, I actually had something in common when you said that you wanted to do voiceover since you were a kid because I started getting to, into the anime that was airing on Toonami when it came out on Cartoon Network. I was 14 when I decided I wanted to do voiceovers because I used to imitate everybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, compared to what you were, what you were, you know, from being a child to now, what would, what would you say, you know, was a misconception that you had a, as a child or something that, you know, you didn't realize that you had to do in terms of voice acting now? Well, this is what, uh, another idea that we have to drive home to a lot of the kids that come to the Q&A panels. It's like, uh, I do this great impression or I can do voices. It's not about doing voices. It's about, it really is. Uh, creating an acting foundation. Underline the word acting when you say voice acting. It's not doing like, hey, I do a great Marge Simpson or a Homer Simpson or a Vegeta. It's like, no, you know, those roles are cast. Directors want to hear what you bring to the table. You know, whether it's a, you know, a signature voice or or something. If you do have a wide range of voices, they want to hear something higher pitched. Or you play you play a, someone younger than your physical age or. Or whatnot, but there's plenty of voice actors out there who don't have a whole um, rolodex of voices, and you know they're consistently used, not because they have a great voice per se, but it's because they're really solid actors, and you'll hear that you'll hear them over and over again in video games and shows, and you know I, I've been very fortunate again to to work with these people and and get called back and forge these professional relationships within the industry and and and. Uh, you know, just have fun with it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, besides Street Fighter Four, is there any other popular games that some of the fans may know you from? Uh, I did some bit part yelling and cussing in this awful game, <laughs> but it's an awful, awful game. But it's pretty high profile. It, it was um, the Watchmen downloadable game for Xbox. The end is nigh. Um, I was lead character on... I played Thomas Mason in uh, Soldier of Fortune Payback. Um, I was... I'm like, I'm like bit parts in tons of RPGs. You know, um, God, all over the place. Uh, lately, Red Faction Guerrilla... Like a, another screaming, angry soldier in that. I voiced a Jedi character for Star Wars Old Republic, so I'm pretty anxious to, to see how that comes out. Because at the time, they wouldn't even tell me what it was. They just said, This is an unannounced game. It's Star Wars, obviously. You're voicing a Jedi. It's like, cool. Not one that everyone knows. It's an original character for the game. But it's like, wow, another notch of the, of the on the wish list, you know, to be involved in the Star Wars universe. I'm a big Star Wars geek. You know, I can talk smack about the prequels all day and, and, and make fun of everything, but I'm a pretty hardcore Star Wars fan. I have a Boba Fett tattoo on my left shoulder blade. That's um, quite all right, because I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but even I wasn't a fan of episodes one, two, and three. I mean, one was okay. Two, only thing good about two was the Yoda fight, and three, I, I didn't bother. I'm like, I'll wait till it comes on cable. Didn't even bother then. Mm, okay. I'm not a Star Wars junkie. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I was a casual fan of Star Trek through the years, but the new one, the J.J. Abrams one, yeah. is fantastic. It's a great reboot, and it's, it's, he's done the impossible. He's like made Star Wars attractive to 
chicks. <laughs> he's actually drawn a lot of females into into the theaters because he's youngified the cast. Mm -hmm. It's like oh, they're all hunky and everything, and you know they they didn't make it all techie and all this stuff. They made it you know really mainstream, and, and it works. You know the characterizations are there. It's a great homage to the original universe, but it takes it in a new direction and makes it palpable for, for the masses. Which is good because you don't see a lot of remakes surviving, you no. know, that well. I heard they're going to do a remake of Drop Dead Fred. I don't know if you remember oh. that movie. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are reboots of things that there shouldn't be. I mean, I've heard there's a script out there that got greenlit for Short Circuit Another again. One? Oh Another one? Another one. It's like we're going to reboot everything. Kinda, kinda. No, I'm no. still so wrapping my just meant yeah. not to be remade. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something that I personally wish they would remake because I thought that movie was ahead of its time at the time. Was Big Trouble in Little China? That oh, yeah. I, that was a fun movie. I really enjoyed that one. I'd like to see what a modern director would do with that, with the 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 effects and action sequences and all that. Although I don't know who could play, you know. Kurt Russell's character. I can see like John Woo's Big Trouble in Little China. John Woo. Oh, God. <laughs> That'd be pretty interesting. Let me ask you a question. Um, of course. <laughs> Being that, you know, I know you were inspired as a kid with um, Looney Tunes characters and such. Is Are there any inspiring, you know, any voice actors? either back from that time or maybe in the present that you've been inspired by? Definitely. I would say like uh, a couple of the folks from up north like uh, Scott McNeil. I consider him the Mel Blanc of Canada. Um, Brian Drummond I'm a huge fan of. I love Wendy Lee. Uh, I love Mary Elizabeth McGlynn. Uh, a lot of the Texas cast like Chris Sabat. I mean I'm just really, really fortunate that I I know these people and I get to work with them on these projects. Now, anime, we record separately, one actor at a time. So it's kind of a misnomer when it's like, do you like working with them? It's like, well, I don't directly work with them. Although our characters interact and have conversations on the final product, but they're, you know, a mix of sessions thrown together and everything. But um, I, am, I am just a big voiceover geek. I love listening to other people's performances and, and and everything. Another huge, huge influence for me, and he's really helped my career a lot, is Steve Bloom, who is currently heard as Wolverine on the new Wolverine and the X-Men cartoon. You know, and uh, he, he really uh, put his hands out and said, you know, I'm going to help you when you move to L.A., and he really did. He, he said, here, I'm going to pass your demo out to these studios, and that's the reason that I got my foot in the door with Bang Zoom and Studiopolis to, to get on shows with Viz and Bandai. And Definitely networking seems like the thing to go. Networking, right it's so true. When people go, you know, it's like, yeah, you need to have that acting foundation. You got to have the skills because if someone passes your name along to a director or producer and you get that rare opportunity for that FaceTime, that little five minutes that could make or break your career you got to make sure you're ready for it. So that's why we drive it home to everybody. It's like, get that acting training, take workshops, take classes, then worry about a demo. This is not going to come fast, cheap, or easy. you got to save money. you got to make an investment for your craft, for your future. And then network. Whore yourself to death. Get your name out there. Take advantage of this 
thing called the internet and, and start networking with other people and eventually someone you know may may take your back and say hey you know I think you're talented enough you should totally be working and let me put in a good word with so and so and that's no guarantee of course every path is unique but uh, it all boils down to uh, you know being serious about the craft living where the work is and having a thick skin and being patient because it will not happen overnight I've been doing anime and video games for nine years and I, I'm fortunate I live a comfortable living, but again, you know, I struggle like everyone else. And uh, that's the goal. The goal is to get into like domestic animated stuff and like maybe be the next SpongeBob or the next big pop culture animated icon, be on Pixar, DreamWorks movies, um, just make some sort of pop culture indentation, which, which I already have. I'm very, very fortunate that with, you know, with the anime stuff. But anime is still a very niche thing mm -hmm. when you look in the whole spectrum of entertainment. Uh, people do feel, feel like it's, it's grown in a certain way in terms of, you know, especially with conventions. But still, you don't really see them on the shelves as much anymore. Remember when Suncoast kind of used to be out? Mm -hmm. That was the biggest seller of anime that I remember. Yep. Next to mm -hmm. Right Step International, and now they're gone. Um, Genion's gone, and um, I think ADV has been with Funimation now? A lot of their titles were rescued by Funimation, just like Genion, for distribution. ADV still exists, but, I mean, it seems like they're on their last legs. It's kind of sad in the yeah. state of the anime industry. It's like we're at this point where fans are getting, are understanding, or hopefully getting a, a rude awakening to the, the side effect of downloading fan subs. It's like, all right, if you watch this show and you love it, and then you've already seen it for free, then you have very little incentive to go buy the DVD. Right. So if those DVDs don't sell, there's no money going back into the system. Therefore, the system cannot survive. And we're seeing that. We're feeling those effects everywhere. There's less shows being brought over and licensed because there's little motivations. Like, well, if they're not going to buy it and they're just going to pirate it anyway, why should we bother dubbing it or bringing it over here and licensing it? Yeah. It's such a complicated process of what I've heard from a lot of people. Some people don't like dubs, which right. to an extent mm -hmm. I can understand, but don't say that, oh, I'm not going to pay for a DVD because they have dubs on it. Why would I want to pay that extra amount? When supposedly dubs and subsurfaces cater to both masses, not just a particular audience. Unfortunately, like I've, I've, I've been saying this before, a lot of every country is going to have their own language. They're not going to always want to see subtitled TV shows, whether it is anime or whether it is something that was brought out from overseas. So it's it's a complicated... It's crazy what yeah. I hear. So Indeed. Bad. I mean, we've seen Central Park Media, which has been like an icon in New York for 10, 15 years. They filed. And I mean... They there's supposed to be like a general rule of respect with fan subbers. Once it gets licensed, fan subbers just stop and just let the company do its thing. I mean, that's not it. I think uh, just fan sub has fan subs have. I feel that with anything, they're abused in the story. I feel that it, they they've lost their purpose for some time ago. I think. In, in a way, but I'm just saying. But that's supposed to be the general rule because. Once it's like that, you're supposed to respect but that. But dealing with yeah. newer generations. Yeah, they don't listen. That's the problem. So, I mean, I, I'm I, saying it's completely yeah. bad. I, for one, I mean, I prefer to buy the DVDs a lot of time because, yeah, I do watch them. But, you know, sometimes you know, when you get the DVD, 
better picture quality, better sound quality, and no karaoke in the opening. <laughs> I like karaoke. That's, some DVDs I, I, yeah. will have it. I mean, I mean yeah. yeah. Not all of them, but I don't need like the fancy fonts where the exactly. it's all bouncing. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that's exactly, you know? That's like, there has to be one thing. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You're, you're seeing this, this evolution in the industry where uh, folks like Funimation and Viz are starting to stream stuff right. like pretty much immediately after it airs in Japan. The Japanese industry have been very reluctant. The, the, the internet scares them. You know, it's like no, that's all pirates. It's like no, 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 no. It's like no, they can actually coexist. Right. You just have to rethink mm-hmm. the the distribution. Think you know digitally. It's like we're in an internet age now. I never thought that we would become this kind of society, but we are. Fans are on demand. They want to watch it when they want to watch it and not be construed. I mean, that's why DVRs are so popular. It's like TV shows. It's like, I don't want to watch ER on on Wednesday night. I want to watch it whenever I want to. So I tape it, and then they got to find a way to re-switch the rating system. It's like, how's Mm -hmm. that going to work? So... Well, they had the first step um, bringing Fullmetal Alchemist mm-hmm. to um, to stream. Even though, honestly, I still see people stream it on other sites. Even yep. though you finally got it, I think it's on Crunchyroll now. Or is yeah. it? Yeah, it's Crunchyroll's official. It's not. Yeah, Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll kind of went. They were sort of <laughs> legit, but it's on Hulu as well. Funimation's so website as well. Let mm-hmm. me ask. How, do you do you specifically know you know how many hits it has gotten on their site or how big it grew because it it came out? I don't know hard numbers, but I know that when the first episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood went up, the servers were almost crashed. <laughs> you you try to watch the episode and it would stutter and like buffer 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 and then. You know. <laughs> well, so, that's, that's a good thing. It <laughs> is a good thing. Yeah. Frustrating. But it's proof that, yes, there are fans, and yes, there's a demand for that. That title is just so, you know, beyond huge that that I think that title will sell well on DVD regardless of, of bootlegs and piracy. Okay. We've seen that. Another thing that it's not anime, but Wolverine was leaked online a month early, and it was a huge oh, hit. In the yeah. And speaking of, like, what, server uh, overload, yeah, I do IT, and the... In IT, the one thing you don't want to see or get the notice on your BlackBerry is that this server is coming down due to so many hits, and it's like, oh, I think the mission was out temporarily because of that, right? I think so, yeah. Oh, wow. Now, speaking of Hollywood and working on Dragon Ball Z, you probably know what my next question is probably <laughs> going to be. What? Don't say it. What is your take and thoughts on Dragon Ball Evolution? It's okay. It yes. makes small puppies cry, we know. It, uh, <laughs> I, I've heard nothing but bad things, or at best, it was okay, mm-hmm. per se, as long as you don't compare it to the original source material. And even yep. Akira Toriyama has said this is a reinterpretation, a reimagination. Don't think of it as like oh they changed everything it's like but the fact is they changed, they changed everything, everything. <laughs> yeah, I can understand like I said it's Dragon Ball Evolution it's like an update it's something totally different it's like it's yeah. own little it's just crap maybe to you <laughs> but I understood what Hollywood was trying to do I got that That's my but as the fan side of me I'm like oh it's right. really just another it, street it fighter fell, it fell off the radar within two weeks exactly I saw the movie twice surprisingly I saw it, I paid, I paid for it the first time, and then I saw it again for free. 
but what I I guess personally I don't understand why Fox even chose to make a big title and I heard they had the license for the right set for quite some time since 2001 I think and yeah. they decided to bring it out and being that you know we all know how Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z are you know how it is uncut how it's, and how they had to dumb it down to a PG movie and you know of course you're not going to see anybody blowing up to smithereens and disintegrating you know but <laughs> I mean, look, Blood the, I don't know, you heard of Blood the Last, the Last Vampire. Do you know Blood is coming out, like the live action movie is coming out um, next month? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. So I'm, I'm sad that it's not coming out to New York. I just don't get why Hollywood can't just come up with an original idea. You know, anime is an art form, and those stories are told because that's, that's the way the stories are meant to be told. If you try to reinterpret it in live action, there's inevitably a comparison to it. Like, you know... Do you know anyone on this planet who thinks that any of the Harry Potter movies are better than the books? Everyone always goes the books better because, you know, this, that, and the other. And they took that scene out. Why did they take this out? Why did they change this, that, and the other? I've never read Harry Potter books. I've only seen the movies. I've read, like, the first four or five. I I think they're good books, but I just don't see what the big... Nor do I. Look at Twilight. I mean, I... Don't, 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 don't even go there. (laughs) Don't go there. What about The Watchmen? The Watchmen, I mean, actually, that movie was done with with some scenes that are not really necessary to understand, but that movie was almost like a a carbon copy of the comic book. What about the... um, And I I still like... And some people still think think it was not that great either. I think it was. I think it was classic. You got purists out there, but what about the Lord of the Rings trilogy? I mean... I, mean, I didn't read the books, but... I think but it depends on who directs it and yeah. what type of passion that they have and how, you know, how faithful they want to be. I mean, I think you can still do it in your own way or interpret it, but I, I guess to an extent, yet sometimes you're going to please people that are original fans, and then there are people that, you know, don't know what it is. The, yeah, the future doesn't bode so. well for, for anime <laughs> live action because you've already seen the precedent set with Speed Racer... And now Dragon Ball. And with Cowboy Bebop coming soon. Mm -hmm. And Astro Boy in September. But that's the CGI. Yeah. But I thought Speed Racer was generally good, but I thought there were two things they shouldn't have done. I think they should have never, ever, ever put it up against the Hulk. That was madness. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that was definitely due to fail. Next, that Speed Racer um, didn't really have much going for it. I mean, it was a very classic cartoon. It was back in the 1950s, 60s. Mm-hmm. And so anybody in the younger generation may, may not know it. So I've really never seen it in terms of the show, but I've met Peter Fernandez. I know he had a cameo role, role in the movie. And I generally liked the movie. I really wasn't expecting too much, but I thought it was, you know, not just like a color high, like with all the craziness, but... I thought it did pretty well for what it was. I just, you know, that's too bad it didn't do so well in theaters. But I generally, I bought the DVD when it came out. Yeah, but we, we know that Hollywood is all about making money. Exactly. So whether the film actually works or not, or is good or not, you've seen this come out in like Dragon Ball Evolution, like which I've not seen, but you've got all this stuff in the pipeline with Cowboy Bebop. You got Leo DiCaprio wanting to produce Akira. Westernized Voltron and See, Robotech. Something funny about Voltron, because I remember, like, earlier 2000, like, might have been 03, 04, that Paramount Pictures DreamWorks had picked up the license for Voltron. And then I hear Fox picked it up. Nope. And, nope. <laughs> and then I went to go back looking in the archives, and I couldn't find any trace of. 
Paramount and Vulture, and I'm like, I know I'm not losing my mind. I saw it. I saw it on ANN, but I really don't. I don't know. I think there's. Honestly, Hollywood has not been original recently. I mean, look, (laughs) the fans went ape when they were renaming the main characters in Evangelion. Yep. Oh, I didn't know about that. All I know is that, you know, I think they have live action movies in Japan, and if they put it out in America, I, I, my only thing is that even if it comes out and it's terrible, I will never think it'll ruin the original series because I'll always have that to go back to. That's just me. Like, I can't obsess over a movie that completely sucks. Cock off, Jack Ball. But yeah. You see, but you gotta remember <laughs> anything that goes video game, it's like its own a little story. Don't go there. <laughs> I will. I will have to watch Dragon Ball Evolution because I've been asked by San Japan and San Antonio oh. to give it the MST3K. Ah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I accept your challenge. So while I initially said I don't want to watch this because everyone says it's awful and at best it's mediocre, blah, 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 it's like. But they're making a sequel based on international sales. Isn't that crazy? They it are- is. They already said like, they were doing two, mo- two more I movies. I know, but they're yeah. like, oh, just because it's been successful internationally, let's make another movie. I'm like, what about us over here? I, I heard <laughs> when it came out in Japan, they, people walked out of the theater. I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah. I. <laughs> so they wanted me, a whole reverence to it, but they released it a month early than U.S., so people had already seen it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Or some other crazy pirated websites. Yep. So what is next for you, Mr. Kyle? I want to know about some shippin'. Ah, okay. Well, we've been recording that since the end of last year, and we continue to dub it. So all I can say is it's coming, but I don't know the method of which it's coming because you had Cartoon Network yank it from the airwaves. Really? And uh, they yanked it. Uh, there were still some filler episodes of Naruto that had not been aired at the time they made this weird decision to pull it off the air. Their number one rated show. Well, now, granted, it's in fillers, <laughs> which everyone hates. But, but people they were watch so it. close. Kids they don't care. Like, they yeah, will watch it. <laughs> it's like they will watch it, and it's like, man, we're right there. And then you know, Shippuden is getting you know the subtitle, official subtitle, not fan sub treatment, but. As soon as it airs in Japan, streaming online. I'm assuming, I don't know, because I don't work for Viz, but I would think that they would want to get the dub online and then the DVDs sell like hotcakes because right. it's just a I, huge title. So. But I thought they would air it on Cartoon Network. I know Toonami had disappeared sometime last year, yeah. but Naruto was, was good enough to stand on its own without the relying, relying right. on mm-hmm. Toonami. And then One Piece kind of kind of disappeared and now Shin Chan is gone which depresses me so much the thing <laughs> is I keep hearing is that Cartoon Network Adult Swim they're not too fond of anime because no. their original work doesn't rate as high as the anime tells that they air it just, that, but that's the bitter irony people yeah. complain about oh there's not anime on TV and not anime enough but if you don't watch the shows and the ratings suck like how do you expect them to keep it on the air and that is why they're at, on Saturday between what, 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock in the morning now? Uh, yeah. That's how it that's used to be, I remember. No, like, no, it was never like that. It used to be on weekdays all the no, time. No, I'm talking about years ago, Toonami, After Dark. They would show yeah, G-Force, like, Voltron, Toonami, the classics. But, but now, yeah. like, we have, like, a little more grown-up mm-hmm. anime now. I TV. remember times when Showtime would air Fist of the North Star, 
uh, Dominion Tank Police, some of the classic Green, stuff. Tekken and Blade too. Yeah. <laughs> and well, you know, and you have Sci-Fi Channel that last summer they aired during Logout. I think they were still they're still airing they're it. They're still airing. Yes, they are. They're still it airing it. Very highly rated for Sci-Fi Channel. Because it is a Sci-Fi style of anime, so. Yeah. And they had Street. They had Street Fighter on their own. Yeah. Armitage. Armitage. Armitage is good. I mean, uh, I know in IFC was showing uh, Tenjo Tenge for a while, and action yeah, was showing. Yeah, they had Fuse. They had enemy on Fuse. A fuse, too. Right. Might, yeah. Ergo proxy. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? <laughs> I remember when Tech TV was showing like Banner of the Stars, Crest of the Stars. Soul Taker. I'm sorry, I'm a sucker for that song too. <laughs> so really, um, have you have you seen any anime that you actually liked watching besides you know the ones you've recorded, I'm, uh, or if you watched? I, I haven't had time to watch a lot of stuff. I've seen the first couple episodes of Death Note, and I thought it was fantastic. I wish it were dubbed in L.A. so we could be on it. <laughs> but uh, now I think that was, like, a really good show. I kind of go on fan buzz mm-hmm. when it's like, what sort of show do I want to check out? Well, what do the, the fans say? I know the fans are, are pretty pretty hip into, like, uh, Soul Eater. I wonder if, yeah, Soul Eater has, is really big right now, mm-hmm. and I've never watched it. I kind of want to wait until it gets licensed. I'm curious about watching this. It's licensed. Foundation has it. Yeah. Oh, so, oh, yeah. So, uh, I don't know when it's released. Didn't you guys have Romeo X Juliet? Yeah, they do. And, yep, they got that, and Deep Gray Man. Kind yeah. I'm kind of sad how they just ended Kadocha, but I understand though. They didn't sell. I you know. know. And same with Case Closed. I think they waited too long on Kadocha. I think that's personally. But I don't uh, know if that's necessarily anyone waiting too long. Mm. A lot of these Japanese studios, they may not want to sell the rights. Point. Or, or they may just want too much money. Yeah, they need to bring back Sailor Moon, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I, no, I see no. There was a, um, I don't know if you but Funimation had a survey about asking like what shows would you know fans would like to bring out, and Sailor Moon was actually one of the shows. And I, I'm curious to know if they would have the you know mostly Funimation's crew redub it, or maybe get the original cast back like they did with Tenchi Muyo for right. the OVA, which made me very happy. Way mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I guess I, I'm hoping to see some some old titles come up because Sailor Moon has been pretty hard to find. Hmm. And being that, you know, when Disney and Deke had it, and before I knew what the end was. So, what you Oh, I've pretty much said my piece, what I had to okay. say coming across. I was more curious about the Dragon Ball evolution. Yeah, and you're so a jerk. I am not a jerk. <laughs> Watch it, you. I'll put you back in your cage. No. If you give me carrots, I'll go back. <sighs> fine, fine, fine. So is there anything, you know, you'd like to tell the fans at Anime Next or people who have attended or people who have not attended or, you know, what was your favorite part of being here? Uh, it's just pretty much my summation of any uh, con experience. It's just the fact that I get to come across the country and, and, and stay in a nice hotel <laughs> and get treated like a rock star because <laughs> I'm so lucky that I get to do this and do something that I love and meet the fans face-to-face that... that pretty much make my job possible, you know? Without the fans, we wouldn't have this kind of work to do. And um, I'm a fan of the art form, I always have been. I'm more of a casual fan. I've never done the whole cosplay thing, and I just don't have enough, there's not enough hours in the day to sit here and, and dedicate to watch 
entire series and everything, although I do own a lot of anime. A lot of it's still in the shrink wrap. I just don't have enough time to watch it, but... Oh, you too? Me? Yeah. I have stuff from 03 still shrink wrapped. Yes. Yeah. But I appreciate the fact that, you know, you get the companies putting out the box sets that are cheaper and Mm -hmm. less shelf space. But I'm very, very appreciative of the fans and their support and their passion for the convention scene and coming out and, and being a real sense of community, whether they're whether they hate dubs or, or they <laughs> love dubs or, or whatnot, anime is this awesome art form that brings brings us all together. And uh, I'm very, very happy and, and fortunate to be a part of it. And I love coming and hanging with the fans on the, on the con scene. So you hear that? He loves you guys. I do. I heart you. <laughs> it's the Cow He Bear 2009 U.S. tour. Oh, yeah. It kind of is a tour. Every mm-hmm. year I get invited to more and more cons and What's all that. And one? then my next one is Anime Expo. I'm not officially a guest, but a lot of the L.A. talent kind of just shows up there anyway. <laughs> we kind of lurk around the dealer hall. And some of us host some of the big events there. Uh, I'll be going to Persicon, maybe Kineticon, maybe. We, I will be at Kineticon, and I actually know the con chef, Persicon. We go way back, and speaking of AX, aren't you up for some type of an award there? The SPJA Awards. That shocked the living hell out of me. Up for uh, Kamina for Best Dub Actor Performance. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you very much. I'm up against Samuel L. Jackson, however. Holy crap. Don't you know who I am? I'm Afro Samurai. Have you seen my anime? (laughs) That's right. It's like, not that he would show up to Anime Expo. I'm surprised Afro Samurai has gotten a lot of love. (laughs) Well, I mean, what? Big. Well, it, it's big because it's Samuel Jackson. Mm-hmm. They wanted to put a big Hollywood name on there and get it on Spike, and it got a lot of exposure and a lot of ratings. And but it was it originally dubbed? Is that how it was in Japan too? They had the English I, version. I think I so. Think. I think it's a co-production. That's that's another it was. big thing about the industry. I think it's based on a, a comic too. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there is one. There's a manga. But, I mean, a lot of these shows nowadays, a lot of the studios have to rely on the U.S. to co-finance so that the shows can finish. You know, the budgets are tight. There's less work. There's less shows being produced. Right. Mm-hmm. So everyone's scaling back. And it's like, it's not just America feeling the terrible economic times. It's the world. Yeah. I was going to ask what was your next convention, like, on the East Coast. But you did say Kineticon, so... Definitely looking forward to seeing you there. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I talked to them, and hopefully we can make it, it work. You know, I, I'd love to come. If not this year, maybe next year. I'll tell you this. It's a very laid-back, comic-style convention. You'll you'll have fun, seriously, because I know my group did. And, um, cool, cool. I, I think we're almost out of time. Pretty much. So, Kyle, thank you so much for being on the cool. show with us. Thank you very much. Thank my you. pleasure. And may I take this opportunity on your podcast to promote my own. Go for it. If you guys go to thebigballbroadcast.com, it's a show dedicated to all the geeky news you can use. So we cover things like anime, but we also cover video games, comic books, movies, tech, uh, just whatever. We kind of scour the internet for the news and we give our opinions about it. We stream live on StickCam, usually on Friday nights. And we post our shows. We have a blog there. All of it's available, all the episodes, at thebigballbroadcast.com. 
Most definitely. So you hear that, fans? Check out BigBallBroadcasting Big Ball Broadcasting three times fast. <laughs> you do that. Nope. You, <laughs> you're the one who offered the challenge. No, no thanks. I'm good. Alright, so let's wrap things up. Again, that was Kyle Hebert. So check him out as Kamina and Gurren Lagan, Gohan and Dragon Ball. Ryu and Street Fighter. Yeah. Kimen Naruto. Definitely. And if you like to play video games, he also play. He's also in The Last Remnant. He plays the hero's father. One of my favorite Ooh. RPGs I'm churning through right now. Cool. Excellent. Definitely. So I'm Kuro. Bah! I did it again, didn't I? <laughs> You're Kuro? No, I'm DJ Ramesh. And I'm Kuro Usagi. And I'm Kyle Abear. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Got it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Frederick von Fiddlefapper reporting to you live from Grover's Mill, New Jersey, where there seems to be a crash site for a gigantic unidentified flying object. Witnesses saw a huge fireball hurling across the sky at breakneck speed, which then plowed straight into the middle of the town square. I now have with me Dr. Bruhaha, professor of all things geeky. Tell us, Doctor, is this the first sign of intelligent alien life from another galaxy? Well, this appears to be a gigantic and Antenna, meant to spread news about video games, cartoons, anime, movies, technology into the atmosphere. And it is called the Big Bald Broadcast. Tell us, why do you call it that, Doctor? It says right there in huge letters. What are you, an idiot? Swinefoot. Thank you very much, Doctor. I'm absolutely speechless right now, ladies and gentlemen. This big, bald broadcast is having a bizarre effect on the townspeople, including yours truly. I have the sinister urge to turn my web browser over to thebigbaldbroadcast.com and download the latest geeky news with hosts, voice actor Kyle Hebert and musician Otherworld Steve. I'll also have to check for daily nerdy news links on twitter.com slash bbbroadcast. Now, if you'll excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go get an iPhone and fondle it. Visit thebigballbroadcast.com. Yeah.
Well, Kuro, that was a fun interview. Don't you agree? Yeah, actually, it really was. And I can't wait to do it again. Maybe we'll catch him in a, at another time, you know? Oh, we will. Because guess what? What, what, what? As he said in the uh, interview, he will be at New York Anime Festival. I'm going to go stalk him. Bum, 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 no, I'm just kidding. You know, you're going, doesn't do that stuff. If you're, going no. to, if you're going to stalk him, make sure you have chocolate chip cookies. He loves those. I'm going to make him buy me some sushi. Oh, boy. Sushi. Yay! Plus, I'm going to see him at a Yomacon when I go in October. Man, that's going to be some quite of a contrast we're going to have the rest at the end of the year. Actually. You're telling me. Oh, but we're going to keep you guys updated, as usual. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think we'll be recording episode 31 next within the next couple of weeks. That'll be our big Otakon podcast with the entire staff. Yay, and that means I get to like, bum off some food off of them, too. Here we go. So, anywho, if you enjoy the episodes, if you enjoy our podcast, please tell other people about it. Because we do this for free. We don't get paid for it. We enjoy doing this, so, you know, that's how we roll. I like to get paid, but that doesn't seem to come in the job, the job description, so... Yeah. <laughs> you, get paid, the pay, you get paid with love and fans. How's that? That sounds awesome. Stop faking it. <laughs> Alright, so check us out at our new website at AnimeJamSession.com It's not much, but we're slowly working on it. We're doing our best to make it look a lot better we than what it is. We are revamping it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You can always check out our podcast on Podcast.net Podcast.com Podcast Alley, Yahoo Podcast and the ever-popular iTunes. Check out my YouTube page at YouTube.com DJ Ron Ronma S. You can reach my YouTube page at YouTube so there's no more Tiger Chick Chibi? Did I say? Oops! No, I meant Tiger Chick Chibi! Oh my god, I forgot my own. Oh, and our official uh, podcast page at youtube.com slash anime jam session TV. And you can mm-hmm. And djfrontmess.net, but that will probably be going away soon as I'm probably going to end up focusing more on our podcast. And you can always listen to us online at Disingenious Radio, disingenuousradio.com. Our show is on Saturdays, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you don't hear it that Saturday, that means we didn't get an episode out, and I gotta tell um, the station <laughs> manager, I gotta tell the station manager put on a uh, at a repeat or something like that, so we have some fun. not needed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you think. Well, you know, we'll be around. Oh yes. Yes, we will. <laughs> and for now, Kuro Usagi is going to sign off. And as for me, Ron, I'm going to go do something useful, maybe. I don't know. So, wow. good. take care, everyone. Say goodnight, Kuro. Goodnight, Kuro. That's my girl. Anime Jam Session is a joint production of DJ Ranma S, Kuro Usagi, and me, Sailor Flair. No fanboys or fangirls were harmed in this episode. Check us out at DJRanmaS.net and DisingenuousRadio.com.